Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, the last few weeks we've talked about a lot of grant writing skills and nonprofit strategies. Today, I want to shift gears a little bit and address more of the business and the personal side of things. And along those lines, if you're ready to invest in your future and ultimately in the community around you, then don't wait to sign up for the new pilot program, Fast Track to Grant Writer. We'll cover in-depth grant writing strategies, we'll work through business building decisions about your career, and you'll learn how to be the go-to grant writer in your community. The sooner you get started, the sooner you'll be on your way to grant writing success. You can sign up today at TeresaHuff.com VIP. There are only a few days left to sign up. Enrollment closes New Year's Eve at midnight central time. Let's get you on the fast track. As I'm recording this, we're in the middle of the 2020 holiday season, and Christmas is right around the corner. That probably looks a little different for some of you this year. I know it does for my family. Even so, there's so much to be thankful for. I've met some amazing people this year from all over the world. One of those is Lindsay Johnson, host of the Legacy Entrepreneur Podcast. The first time I heard about her podcast, the idea of building a legacy in your business really struck a chord with me. Grant writing is a way to make a bigger impact and change our world for the better, so the legacy idea really drives that home. At the same time, we're not just grant writers. We have lives and people outside of our work, and we need to deliberately nurture those too. That's why I invited Lindsay on the show. Lindsay is a wordsmith, she's an encourager, a Lake Superior girl, and she's a wife and a mama of four. She works with female business owners to help them form their foundational marketing messages and amplify their brand voice. She teaches them how to write compelling copy that clearly communicates who they are and who they serve so they can be confident that their messaging will do the legwork for them. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Lindsay is one of those people that when I met her, I felt like I had known her a long time. I could tell she was immediately a good friend. She's a kind-hearted person, and I hope you enjoy her insights and her experience that she has to share. All right. Today, we have a special guest with us, Lindsay Johnson, host of the Legacy Entrepreneur Podcast. This is one of my favorite podcasts, and I love her perspective on things and her idea of legacy that she weaves into her work. And so I'm going to let her tell you a little more about her journey and how she came to be more of a coffee strategist and a brand strategist today and what led her to that. So Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Teresa, for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. 
Yeah, I've been excited to talk with you and kind of dig into more of your background and your why about what you're doing, because that's one thing I do a lot is digging into clients' why, whether it's for grant writers or nonprofits. You really need to understand that and what your mission is before you get going. And with yours, the legacy entrepreneur idea has really resonated with me. So tell us first about your background and kind of what brought you to this point. Yeah, so I started dabbling in entrepreneurship, I guess. It's about six years ago. I started working for a relative of my husband who had a digital marketing business locally here. So I became a VA without really knowing what a VA was. So I was doing a lot of his like client backend work. He taught me web design, how to develop websites. So I learned a lot of the digital marketing um, skills, just hands-on doing the work. So I was pregnant with our first child at that point, And I'm like, I don't really know what I'm going to do for work if I want to work. So this is a really, really awesome opportunity for me to make some income while being at home. And I didn't have to prepare for like a maternity leave or anything like that. So it was a really, really awesome opportunity. And from, from then on, he decided to go in a different direction with his entrepreneurial journey and offered that I could take over that business of his. And at that point, I'm like, his business isn't really what I would create my business to be. Like, it was excellent. Um, it was an excellent business, but it just didn't really fit like my personality, the way it was branded, etc. So I said, thank you, but no, thank you. I think I'm just going to like try it on my own and see what happens. And at that point, we had two boys. He let me have or take over a couple of his clients, I guess. So that was my first, uh, my first official clients were, were from him as he was like liquidating his business essentially. And I just learned it all like Google university. I mean, I took courses and I really dug into the research online myself. I learned through experience. I did a lot of, of web design in the beginning, a little bit of graphics work. Um, and then for the first website I did on my own, I did their website, their graphics. I wrote all the copy on their website just because that's what I thought a web designer did, right? Like I need to do everything that's in this website. I have to do it and deliver it and it's going to be awesome. And I did all the things for a ridiculously low price. And looking back now, I'm like, wow, I wasn't actually supposed to, air quotes, do that for them. That was like an extra thing I should have charged for. So it's really right. funny looking back. But that was my first um, experience in copywriting for a website. Mm -hmm. I went to school for English. Learning experience. Yes, yes, so much so, and it made me realize that I could do it, right. and I really liked it, and I really liked it. But I didn't actually focus back on copywriting specifically until just recently. I've been, you know, brand strategy, graphics, um, web development. And now copywriting has, has come kind of full circle. Mm -hmm. And what a cool journey and an awesome opportunity for getting started. Sometimes it is just a matter of looking for those opportunities and knowing mm -hmm. when to jump on them and also knowing when to say no. That takes courage too, to turn down things, like you said, where you knew yourself well enough to understand that I appreciate this, but that's not me. And that takes courage to go in a different direction, but good for you to recognize that early on and to do it your way. 
And that's probably what's helped make you successful is to be branded yourself and people to get to know you in the way that you want to present yourself. Yeah, that's a really interesting way of looking at it because I didn't really feel brave at the time, but it was a good lesson in trying to do what's best for like my family, even if it could have worked out just fine if I would have taken over, you know, the rest of his business and clients, it probably would have been just fine. And it might've given me a faster start. Actually, I probably would have used his momentum and gone way faster, but it probably would have been a different direction than where I've ended up now. And I do feel like where I am now is a much better fit for who God has made me and our family and all those things. Right. And it may not have felt as true to you along the way Mm -hmm. if you had gone that route. And that's interesting. I liked what you said about it didn't feel brave at the time. And I think so many things we do, we don't feel brave at the time. We just do it. And we do it scared. Mm -hmm. We do it terrified. We do a lot of things and don't realize until we look back later that, oh, that was kind of a pivotal decision right there, even though in the moment you were just choosing one way or the other. But now Mm. you see how that's really changed your journey and your work at home direction because of that. So so you said you started out, you studied English. So for someone thinking about getting into maybe transferring their skill set, would you have done it differently as far as do you wish you had studied those specific things or do you think it worked out really well the way it was using your background and just trying some of these different things and learning as you go? I think it worked out really well. I am, I'm really pleased with how it has come about. So if I had studied like digital marketing in college or graphic design in college, I'm sure I would have, I mean, obviously would have gotten a way better foundation on those things versus learning as I go and through experience and trial and error but English is where I, I really just find my passion. So I loved writing as a little girl. I loved writing in high school. And then I actually finished my English degree when I was pregnant with our third. So I was already in my business. So like my business was still really, really small at that time. And I just felt like I have to finish this. It was started, but it, it's not complete. So I need to finish this. I don't know if I'll ever use it but I just need to finish. So I, I did super part-time school with my part-time business and being pregnant. And then looking back again, that was a really crazy season, but I finished it. And now I don't know that it's like helped me with copywriting for business because writing for the digital market space is way different than like technical English writing. So my degree is in English language and literature. They're like completely different things. Yes. But does it give me a little bit of rapport with my clients knowing that I have an English background? Yes, it does. So they like that, even if it's like completely different writing styles. Right. That's true. That's a good point. And even I can tell just having written grants for so long that I'm a better writer overall in other areas. And I could tell a shift in my other writing, like even just writing emails or writing a short paragraph for something or a blog post, it's better because of all the writing practice from grant writing, even though they're completely different styles, but it, it does kind of tap into different parts of your brain 
but it's yeah. still, you know, like physical exercise, you're getting healthier and stronger. Even if you do very different types of exercise, it's still good for your body. And I think writing is the same way. You may not yeah. have specifically studied or been a specialist in that in school, but it helped you and definitely helped you with the mechanics and proofreading other people's right. work and editing and some of those things that you wouldn't have had that skill set otherwise. So I think that brings a lot to the table and is very valuable, in my opinion, for what you're doing now. I think that's a great preparation for it. Yeah, it's been fun to see it all kind of come full circle. Right. Yeah, because sometimes it it goes in a direction you don't expect and you use mm -hmm. the skill sets. And even looking back now, I've thought several times, like, what would I major in if I had it to do again? But part of the issue is something I would pick now didn't exist back when I was in college. <laughs> I couldn't have even right. picked that because it wasn't a thing yet. And I know that's how it'll be when our kids are in college. Like, it yeah. doesn't exist yet. And that's awesome right. to think about those opportunities. So really with, mm. I think the whole digital marketing world and anything online, whether it's marketing for a nonprofit or for your clients, you really just have to learn as you go because the algorithms change all the time, the platforms and technology changes. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have to stay up on it and dive right in and get your hands dirty with it. Yeah, that's a good point back to if I had majored in say web design or web development in college, a lot would have changed. I think by the time I graduated to the time that I'm really applying all of this to business. So I would likely have to stay on the up and up with my research in latest trends and all those things, regardless of how I came to the skill set that I have, whether it's college or more self-study. Yes, for sure. And a lot of it is just a matter of you have to continually be learning. In the grant mm -hmm. field, I am always trying to stay on top and read read articles. What are the trends, especially this year? Trends have changed a lot and yeah. things are shifting online and the same for business and people looking for things they can do to work from home. So that's definitely mm -hmm. something to stay on top of no matter what your training yeah. was in. Yeah. I'm curious to ask you more about your podcast name, Legacy Entrepreneur. I just love that. And that's kind of resonated with me from the beginning. So tell me about that, like why you chose that name and why you're working towards leaving a legacy with your business and what that means to you. Yeah. So the Legacy Entrepreneur was a name that I had picked out probably a year before I actually buckled down and started the podcast. It was just like one of those things that God gave me and I sat on for so long before taking action. Be like, well, do I, like, am I really supposed to do this? Is it really supposed to be something I have to do, whether it's a podcast or a different sort of business? Like I knew the legacy entrepreneur was the name. Um, and I sat on it for a long time, but essentially the podcast itself, the legacy entrepreneur as its own little micro brand is designed to encourage and train up and specifically mama entrepreneurs who are in the trenches of their family, their kiddos, and they still want to have a business where these things are so intertwined, they're woven together. And yet we're, we're mamas and we're also business owners. And sometimes they, they come together, you know, and as our, as our life in general. So it's meant to equip and encourage women to really step up and 
and decide how you can leave a legacy with your business. It's really faith-based and driven towards that goal. Like how can we use our business, whether our business is faith-based or not, right? So like my business is not necessarily geared to serve only Christian women business owners through copywriting and, and messaging strategy, but is my faith is woven throughout the brand in just really little subtle ways. So it's not like explicitly Christian or faith-based. Um, and, and I feel like we can still leave a legacy and, and grow an impact through businesses who, who are just there to serve. And we can serve through who we are as people and how we deliver what we, what we create or the products um, for, for our people. Right. I love that. And that's so parallel to what I've done with grant writing clients and a lot of the nonprofits I work with. Most of them are not outright faith-based, but I see God's hand working through them to impact communities and to do so much good, even though the nonprofit itself may not be a Christian nonprofit. I can still see that interwoven and just those effects of that and the results, the good that comes out of it and see that working together. So I love that you're doing that for businesses and especially for stay at home moms, because I've always felt like that's such an area that a lot of moms are looking and wanting something they can do. They just don't know how, and they kind of need to connect the dots. I'm glad to know that your services are out there to help them do that and to help encourage others in that way. And I can say just from being in your group and your podcast, that it is just such a nice, refreshing place to go and to listen and just sort of get feedback and encouragement. So it's been great Mm -hmm. to be on there. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. So you've been podcasting for several months now, right? Yes. I think I just passed the six month mark. So I launched the podcast on March 31st, 2020. And so, yeah, about six months. And it's been, it's actually gone way faster than I thought. Because I'm like, how can I podcast for a year? I was going to give it a year. Like I'm committing to doing this for a year and then seeing what happens and making decisions after that. But I'm going to commit to doing this for 12 months and and then reevaluate. And it's already been half of that. Wow. That's a landmark in itself. You should be proud of. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you find hard about working from home either as a copywriter, entrepreneur, or a work-at-home mom, what do you think are some of the biggest struggles and how do you offset those? There are a lot of moving parts to your household when you are a stay-at-home working mom. Like I'm a full-time mom and a full-time business owner. Mm -hmm. I have help around the house and I have help with the kids, but it's a a very part-time capacity. I mean, like today is Friday and my husband is off on Fridays. So he took all the kids out of the house. They're doing a couple errands and they're just going to drive for a while so I can work and have a quiet house. So that's helpful. My mom comes alongside me and supports me with childcare usually once a week, but it's a really busy life. And I feel like I don't do it well ever, <laughs> but it's always a stri- It's always a striving to do, to doing things better. We also homeschool the kids. So I typically try to do like a really focused day with their school. 
And then on the days that maybe they go to my mom's house, they have a really light school day, but I really focus on the business. So it's kind of like an A-B split schedule that I'm testing this year to see how it's going to work with their schooling, with my business. Yeah, it's just every day is a lot of grace and a lot of coffee and a lot of prayer and a lot of patience. Um, But I love both things. And I don't want either of them to not be a part of my life. Like I don't want to not be a business owner. And I don't want to not have my kids home and, and educate them at home. So it's just a matter of making it work as best as we can. Right. I think that's such a good reminder of just no matter who you are, there's no perfect formula. It's always going to be a challenge. There's no perfect balance. It's just a matter of what's right for your family and doing the best you can in the moment and keeping it going. And yeah, it's hard. It is hard to juggle and that's a lot to keep running. And it changes what I've seen having two teenagers now. It kind of shifts in different seasons too. So what works now, you have a lot with your little ones. And as they get older, it'll shift and, you know, those seasons change. And so what works in one season won't work forever. It may need to be adjusted later. And that's okay. That's part of it. Part of the process. Just when you get it figured out, (laughs) you got to adjust it again. (laughs) Exactly. That is so true. And I'm so glad you brought up seasons because I feel like every, every few months I have to readjust what had currently been working because it's not quite working anymore. And it might just be that our youngest isn't sleeping well through the night. So I can't get up early anymore. I just need to sleep Mm -hmm. until all the kids get up like that sort of an adjustment. Mm -hmm. Or I'm really good at planning meals for a month and then I fall off that bandwagon and all of a sudden, like, I don't know what I'm going to cook for dinner anymore. So the systems that work, sometimes they shift really quickly. And all of a sudden you're like, why is this not working anymore? Right. Yep. That's so true. And I think it, what you said too, it's important to give ourselves grace in that. So naming that of when it's not working and recognizing that. And then also just that grace to know that, okay, he's not sleeping through the night, but that won't be forever. I just need extra sleep right now. And it's okay. (laughs) Not being so hard on yourself. And we tend to do that. I think we have these huge expectations that no one else puts on us, but we do it to ourselves Mm and we can't live up to those. So yeah, we just have to kind of breathe and recognize that and sometimes step back from those and adjust I read a book early on in my work at home journey that really helped me. It was kind of a light bulb. It was called making work at home work. And she Mm. talked about that, of how there are stay at home moms and there are work at home moms. And if you're trying to work at home and you have kids at home, then you are a work at home mom. And that was like a light bulb because I had been trying to do both. I was trying to be a stay at home mom and a working mom at home. And when I realized, okay, I'm a work at home mom. And that looks different than a stay at home mom who's also working. My decisions, my day-to-day choices and activities and the things we do need to look a little bit different. And so that really helped me to kind of figure out what am I capable of and how much can I add to my plate and what needs to go. Sometimes just a simple way to think it through. That was just a really good reminder for me mm-hmm. in that season. Yeah. I um, read something on, it was a LinkedIn article. Basically, she was saying some of the balls were juggling our glass 
and some of the balls were juggling our plastic. And I was like, that is incredible. You just can't drop the glass balls. Like some of the ones that they can fall off the plate. It's okay. They're plastic. They're going to bounce, but just don't drop the glass balls. And that was so impactful for my heart to realize like, yes, there are differences to what responsibilities I have and some things can fall off and they're just going to bounce and that's fine. I don't want them to. I don't like to let things roll off and bounce, but I just can't, I just can't let my glass balls drop off the plate. Right. Yes. And to that point, I've also heard that there can be glass balls with our work and with our family and there can be Mm. plastic balls in both sides. It's not an either or thing. So the main thing is recognizing those glass balls across the board and not necessarily segmenting one or the other. So yeah. Right. Because it's not like my work is all plastic and my family's all glass. There are things like laundry is definitely a plastic. That can definitely go. (laughs) That can fly out the window some days. Yes. (laughs) But client work that I have committed to delivering by a certain point, that's a glass ball and I can't let that one drop when I'm juggling too. So that's a really good point. Right. Yes. And sometimes it changes and shifts and you have to constantly Mm -hmm. figure out which one do I catch first and prioritize those. Is there a favorite resource that is especially meaningful to you right now at this point in your journey? I have a couple. One's kind of personal, like a personal support. It's called the Relatable Podcast by Ali Beth Stuckey. And this is kind of random. I didn't think I was going to share this one, but she is very much like culture driven and she helps me stay on top of like what's going on in the country. And that is really helpful. So when I go on a walk and I need to just like tune out what's been going on in my day, but I need an outside perspective. She's a really good faith-based outside perspective, like what's going on in the country right now. And I don't want to dig into like politics when I'm with my kids or politics when I'm working in my day, but it's, it's a really good way for me to just like stay up to date on what's going on outside of like my personal bubble, because I can stay really tucked away in my personal bubble. Mm-hmm. But me her too. podcast is really good for like my personal like refreshment. And then just, just diving in to the word I've been really digging into the book of Esther lately. And it's been really encouraging just in the season we are in as a nation essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, how mamas, I think mamas and women are going to play a pretty big role in, in helping determine like what the next generation is going to look like. So just been diving into the book of Esther. I love that. Yeah. Such a good inspiring story and kind of convicting too. Mm-hmm. I've been reading some of that too. And just that reminder of maybe you're here for such a time as this. And yeah. I know we're not at this point in history by chance we're here for a reason at this point in time. As we wrap up, where can we find you online and where do you hang out? And is there a resource that you'd like to share with us? Yes, I can be found at my website, which is verityandco.com. The podcast website is legacyentrepreneur.co and I would love to share a free resource with your listeners. It is an email workshop that I've created on um, five writing strategies to win your dream client. So it doesn't really matter what industry you are in. If you are looking to get into grant writing and you need to target nonprofit businesses, nonprofits to 
to get going, this writing workshop will help you create the writing strategies that will speak to your specific ideal client. And you can find that at verityandco.com slash grantwritingsimplified. Awesome. That sounds good. I'll have to check that out myself and see what you've got in there. Well, I highly recommend that you guys head over to Lindsay's podcast, The Legacy Entrepreneur. It's fantastic. She's got so much great advice and encouragement and just practical steps there for getting your online messaging on point and some good advice from her experience as a work at home mom, but also from the digital marketing and copywriting aspect. She's got a lot of great feedback there. So I highly encourage you to check out her resources. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to our listeners today. This has been great. And I hope everyone gets a lot of value from this because I know I have. It's been good for me just to hear someone else's journey and how things have worked out for you. And I hope that it continues to go well as you grow your business. Oh, Teresa, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it so much. Friends, I hope this has inspired you to think about your work and your life in light of building a legacy, whether that be at home with your family or in the work you're doing in your nonprofit or your grant writing or your business. This is worth considering, especially this time of year, as hopefully you are reflecting on the past year and the things that you've accomplished and the next year, your goals and your vision beyond that. If grant writing is a part of that journey and something that you would like to accomplish, then this is the perfect time to join the VIP program and get on the fast track to grant writer. This is the only time it will be available at this pricing. You'll get lots of hands-on feedback from me, and we're building a community of other grant writers to support you in your journey. If you are a nonprofit and you need help with your strategy and setting goals for the year ahead, then reach out on my website contact form or send me a message on LinkedIn, and I would love to support you in that. All right, friends, have a wonderful Christmas and enjoy this time with your families. Take some time away from your work and your computers for the holidays. Just unplug and enjoy the people around you and love on them and appreciate every moment that you have together. I will talk to you soon and Merry Christmas. If you love this show and you learn something new about being the type of grant writer the world needs so you can create a ripple in your community, please go leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts today. Thanks for listening. Now go change your world.